What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode. Um, it's a really interesting one this week. Uh, we actually unpack my not-so-great experience, well, not a great experience, but bad race at High Rocks Birmingham. We get into the, the sort of weeds on what went wrong in the race, but also how to recover from it mentally. And even hmm. just recording this now, I have to say that it was very cathartic and actually helped me a lot. It's one of those things to tell yourself to not beat yourself up about something but it's another thing to vocalize it and actually talk about it so for me this was a really good episode it helped me personally i hope it helps you guys and hopefully you'll enjoy it rock zone in oh yeah rock zone in <laughs> hello no fucking awful. hello um <laughs> hello what is going on how's everyone doing hope you're all well uh, today we have a lovely episode where it's just Ben and I. We've got no Max this time. How do we feel about that, Ben? <laughs> Woo! I mean, it's a little bit of a shame, but at the same time, like, you know what? Everyone's got a life. Like, he has some other commitments. It's it's <laughs> fine. We're we're here to to hold the fort and uh, deliver what should be quite a good episode, I think. Something that quite a few people out there may resonate yeah, with. Deliver the good good. Uh, and this is the first episode that we've had just us two it is because we've had every it other is. possible combination about apart from this so yeah i hadn't realized that i'm actually quite yeah. excited now. listeners are in for a treat max max yeah. is in for a treat when he listens back um yeah. cool okay so today we are going to be discussing something that happened to you in birmingham ben would you like to perhaps explain or or, or let me explain do, do i need to get the the dolly out or no okay no what's the dolly too crude a what's joke. Dolly? Uh, Okay, no, not the doll, but yeah, yeah, I shouldn't put that in. We can't, we can't make those type right, of I'll jokes. Cut that out. <laughs> right, Ben, what happened? Care to explain what happened to you in Birmingham? Oh, it it was a it was a well, what was it? It was an experience. It was humbling. It was something that we talked about uh, a little bit on this week's episode of Ian K's podcast, uh, the fitness racing podcast, recently rebranded. Uh, Max and I sat down and, and talked about how Birmingham uh, was. Um, but me in, in particular, uh, my race didn't go exactly to plan. Um, I actually overshot my target time uh, by quite a bit, actually, in total, including my penalty, uh, 17 minutes. So that is, well, no, is it 17 minutes? Uh, I was aiming for something that started with a two, one twenty something, and I ended up getting one hour thirty seven, which included a three minute time penalty. And I think today what we're going to do is sort of just talk about that, talk about what happened and how you mentally recover from not actually doing what you wanted to do. Mm. How do you fail forward? How do you make the most of it? Yeah, what happens when your Hyrox doesn't go to plan? Um, mm. Because I think that happens to a lot of people. I mean, it hasn't happened to me because I haven't raced for a while, but I can imagine the frustration that you must feel when you go and do one race because you've done, you did Manchester earlier this year in the last season, right? No, it was, I did uh, London. So I did London, London. Yeah, I was in Manchester supporting with you. So we were were there in in the sort of the crew, the the mandem on the sidelines. So we're going to use this chart a chance for me to ask Ben some questions really get to grips with like how you're you've you've how you're failing forwards essentially so mm. i want to first start by saying commiserations it's very sad <laughs> that's I'm, I'm sad for you yeah. um but at the same time 
is a good learning here and it's given us great fodder for an episode so yeah. thank you but i guess talk us through talk me through what actually happened on the day so in the weeks leading up to the actual race uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life and that is something that a lot of people will try and focus on sport as something to distract themselves from distractions i had a lot of uh, not problems with work but a bit of turbulent time with uh, some of the things going on in the company that weren't really related to me but it did actually sort of affect my subconscious a little bit and i was probably over indexing on the amount of time i was spending at work to try and fix those things for other people and i think the the other thing that sort of didn't help with that workload was that like i had building works going on, going on at home and stuff like that and so everything kind of felt a little bit untidy as such like things weren't I wasn't giving the right amount of time to things and a big symptom of that was sounds very stupid to say but I wasn't tidying my bedroom it's a very big like indicator mm. for me if if I know that everything's all right in my life I'm actually keeping everything in check and if some things are taking too long or I'm not being able to go to the gym because I'm not I'm not focusing on the things I want to focus on um, then like for me I look at my bedroom and I go okay is that untidy what in my life am I sacrificing uh, what, what am I what am I doing that's making me sacrifice the time which is just looking after myself and I think that looking after myself period that I wasn't being able to go to the gym as much and I think the building works were contributing in the fact that I was using that as an excuse to say oh I've got a, a like a chest infection I mean I was a bit wheezy I did have a bit of a cough but I was then not as up on my cardio as I should be I was kind of like oh well I'm, I'm going to take it a little bit easier and what happens in in Birmingham will happen but I'm still going to try try my hardest fast forward to the race day and of course like the night before the adrenaline kicks in it's like oh my god this is this is happening I'm really excited we were Max and I were lucky enough to go down ahead of time and be part of the media crew and actually do a little like lifting the veil on what was going on there and it was a case of like absolutely being um, washed over with excitement of the race the next day. And I think a lot of that was sort of actually, I didn't really appreciate the fact that I was kind of spending my energy the day before as well. I wasn't mm -hmm. having an early night. I mean, I was, uh, Lauren was lucky, well, lucky enough. <laughs> uh, lucky Lauren was, uh, <laughs> lucky, kind, Lauren. lucky Lauren was kind enough to put us up for the night. And uh, I actually shared a bed with Max and the idea of having a good night's sleep before a race also went out the window at that point. Max woke up in the morning and was like, Ben, you're so, you're such a good sleeper. You're so still. And I was like, yeah, it's because I was awake all night. I was uh, listening to him snore. He hasn't, I've actually actually told him that he snored, but he'll listen to this back and be like, No, he what snores, he snores. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's a, like, he's going to be like, That's such a bullshit excuse. And I'll be like, Yeah, bro, I was tired. Okay. So basically, not in the right headspace, not training as much as I wanted to be doing, not a good night's sleep. And then, of course, the final sin that I occurred was not having enough food or fuel in me my race that was at 1 30 p.m i ate a banana just like when i woke up and that was it and that for me i usually train in the morning uh when i wake up so for me i'm used to use i'm usually used to um training on an empty stomach but i didn't really appreciate the, the amount of steps i was doing just running around high rocks capturing mm. content with with yourself lauren and max and i was like i was actually using up that energy ahead of time so when it came time to the actual race it was the first couple of segments, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Let's do it. And then it just fell off a cliff. It just depleted. And when when was that? I think it was at the time when my mental cognition sort of switched into thinking that um, you guys were waving at me 
and they, you were saying number five. I think that's probably the turning point. It was, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. probably, what, 30 minutes in or so? Um, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. So uh, let's let's double click on that. Yeah. So what? So kind of just just get because there was a contentious subject on the last episode. Hmm. What happened? Because that was kind of like the time penalty area that you faced. Like what what is, what was the time penalty you had, and how did that come about? So a three minute time penalty for mixing up the order of the burpee broad jumps with the row. So five and six, and I went straight into the row. Uh, I skipped out the burpees. And I was like, I came out of it and I, and then I was running around and you were like, have you done burpees? Have you done burpees? And I was like, yeah. have I done burpees? I don't know. And I was like, oh my God. No. And I thought that when you guys were like all cheering me around and you were waving, like every other time it's been like a clap, like, yeah, come on guys. And then it was like all four, all three of you, like hands in the air, like you were like in the Hunger Games, like, oh, 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 oh waving at me, but with the five open palm and... I think that's the point at which my brain thought, oh, okay, they're saying number five. And it, if I wind back mm. to London, Max was always on the sidelines shouting the next number of what I'm going to. So I think that's mm. sort of like, oh, Max is looking out for me. He's saying number five. Like, that's what I was kind of thinking. And uh, it's a bullshit reason to try and pin a penalty on. But that's really what happened to me. And I think that's what it's not like I've invented that after the fact. It's just acknowledging that, oh, okay, I wasn't able to make my own sort of cognitive cognitive decisions. It sounds very weird. Uh, I, was on, I wasn't able to make my own sort of, like be on top of the race as such because of my own, not failings, but things that I didn't give enough attention to that I should have done, really. Something that Blake mentioned on a previous episode where when you're in, in that kind of type of workout where you're just exhausted, and you're going from workout mm. to run and your cognitive functioning ability is just like that of a toddler. And so it, I, I can so understand, we take the piss, but I can so mm. understand how you could have quite easily just misjudged something like so, so simple like that. Um, obviously, it's not our fault. <laughs> no, you raise a good point, though. It, it's not your fault. It, it's at the end of the day, the buck does stop with the individual that's racing. It's not like you came out and you went like, Ben, go over here. It was me that thought about that. And I think this Mm. is something that I'm sort of using what happened to learn from is the idea that, one, I'm not going to beat myself up about what happened. It was a learning experience. It's not a mistake if I learn from it and if I improve on it. So, like, next time I'm going to be paying more attention to my Mm. sort of build-up to a race and not sort of actually sort of spending my energy i think jay actually mentioned something on um jay fit mentioned something on ian's podcast about not getting to the venue too early because if you're walking around supporting those are additional steps that's additional like movement that isn't going into your race pace and i thought that's actually that's a really good point i mean he's obviously playing in the the finer margins of high rocks and racing at the elite well i don't know if he's actually racing elite he probably is racing elite he's good enough um, in that sort of uh, segment, and for for an amateur like myself, maybe it is something where you're you're spending your your sort of brain power as well as your ability to walk around. So I think what I'm doing now is using high well using Birmingham as a benchmark for the beginning of the season. Like the only way is up. Oh, I hope it is at least. So it's a it's a moment in time 
that I'm now going to be using as something that when I'm getting around next time, I'll be able to think back and go, mm. okay, you weren't pushing it as hard on these runs. You were taking it slower than you needed to. Of course, it's not all in the fact that I messed things up. It was, for me personally, it's my running that lets me down. And I think that's something that now I'm focusing on. Mm. I um, I have a confession to make. Mm. I think in our first high rocks, I was doing doubles with Max. And I think it must have been this run, run five or run six. And I'd ran ahead of Max. And I was waiting for him to meet me at the entrance to go into the rock zone. And I was like, come on, dude, let's go, let's go. And I'd, I'd basically like already walked through, I think, or something. Um, and then Max stopped me and, and then checked me and said, dude, we've not run the full kilometer yet. You're, we've still got another lap to go. Mm. And I was, if I, hadn't, if I didn't have Max there, I would have, I would have easily got that time penalty. But mm. fortunately... I had a doubles partner and Max Max was there to help me. I think you you underestimate how easy it is to mess up your 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 Hyrox race. As Blake has also, also you know demonstrated when he came on the show, he uh, balls up every yeah. round. But I mean, yeah, whatever. It, it's just easy to do. It's just and you mm. under, people under underappreciate how how easy it can it, it can be, especially if it's your first one or, or second or whatever. I wanted to. Because uh, I think you make, you raised some really interesting points to me. One of those was like work taking over your life. Mm. Most people fit high rocks into their life, into their mm. routine. They don't work around high rocks like a professional athlete would where it's their f- sole mm. focus. High rocks is something that you have to squeeze in here and there. So I guess how are you combating that going forward? Because obviously we've got, you've got a race in a few weeks time again. You're, yes. You've, you've got... You've got um, Essen coming. Essen. No, London. London. Hey, is wait. It? Essen? Ah, oh, balls. It's either... I don't un- know which one it is. Which Essen. one? Essen first. Yeah, okay. on, on the first. 12th of November. So, yeah, we're, we're getting in the car and we're road tripping to Essen. It's going to be great, baby. Yeah. My friends will be back on track. So, I think the main thing that I'm focusing on right now is reprioritizing things in my life that bring me joy. And, like, my work does bring nice. me joy. Like, I really do enjoy... Uh, what I do but at the same time this brings me a lot of joy as well and there are times where I go okay I am you know what I do actually want that extra hour in bed because I I did work late yesterday and then that impacts on me not being able to go to the gym or be and just being a sucker for now that the the now that the mornings are getting darker as well Mm. I think my sort of my circadian rhythm is saying like oh no come on you can stay in bed and cozy up in bed a little bit longer exactly and I'm, I'm just trying to what i'm doing now is i'm saying okay i'm not gonna spend my time working late i'm gonna go home i'm gonna decompress and get an early night i think that that's something that's very important for me at least is giving myself enough time between stopping one mode which is work mode and mm-hmm. another mode which is being back to just being myself or being like relaxing and mm-hmm. Like historically, I used to have quite a long commute, like about 40 minutes or so. And that was like a brilliant switch off period. But right now my commute's 20 minutes. And for some people, they can switch off in that. But my brain is still mm-hmm. sort of ticking away. So actually getting home and either putting in a small run there is something that I'm doing, like using sport as a mode to switch out of work. So hitting, getting two birds with one stone, actually getting the, the fitness aspect in 
and also using it as a mechanism to complement the rest of my evening. So actually bookmark my day with a workout in the morning and then something in the evening, be it a short 20-minute run that doesn't have to be too fast to pace, but just completely resets my frame of mind. And I think it's it's a it's an interesting sort of subject area the work the work life um home balance and how fitness complements it because some people do see it as an additional chore and I think that's what I was guilty of leading into mm. the race was thinking of it as almost like oh I'm upset with myself that I haven't gone to the gym or I'm upset with myself that I haven't done this and mm-hmm. for me I'm now trying to focus on being like I'm not I'm looking forward to doing that thing yeah, so my my idea of how I'm combating my new frame of mind to mm-hmm. bounce back from Birmingham is around positively reinforcing the things that I want to do instead of holding myself accountable for things that I haven't done. And okay, like you you don't uh, you don't hit a workout one day that you don't want to do, but you still got the other five days to try and work some other stuff around and be like, okay, well I did work a little bit late then, so actually, like cuff me i'm gonna take an extra half an hour off early because i'm gonna go do this as long as the work's getting done or you're still Mm. like getting that balance personally for me it's all about readdressing that balance and i over indexed on on my work life and things like that ahead of time so it it's an interesting one it's kind of i don't want to shit talk work because i do love it but it's just making sure that i fit in the things that all the things i love well but and also life is about balance and if you're over-indexing on one thing, then other areas are going to suffer. And then subsequently, that means that the thing you're over-indexing on will also suffer. Yeah. So I think that makes loads of sense. Mm. So in terms of, a, like, have you set yourself a benchmark or a goal or like something tangible then in terms of a time or, or, or anything else for Essen or London? So my goal leading into Birmingham was to get my time to start with a 120-something, a 2 that's still the next goal for me. And what what I'm doing now is actually saying, okay, let me be closer to emulating what it will actually be like, putting in some faster paces on the treadmill for a longer period of time to get used to that compromised feeling when I go into exercises. Think of the reward that you'll get from that when you when you do post that sub, that that time that's going to be one 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 twenty something. Would um, final I think question, that- I have. Well, not final question, but on, on this particular mm. piece. At any point, did you see your time on that big board and think, ah, well, I'm not going to hit my, so, my, my time? Yeah. So towards the, like, the last three exercises, it was yeah. like touch and go. And I was using uh, an Apple Watch in the race, which I really enjoyed. I still haven't worked out which actual exercise I should be setting the Apple Watch for yeah. in order to recover. Like, last one I did, I set it as a hit workout, and then you're like, oh, well, I can't judge the speed I'm running at. And then this one, I was like, okay, I'll try and use Strava for it, because that gives me like my actual running pace that I'm at, and I can judge that. But then, obviously, my phone was away in a locker somewhere, and it was like, oh, no, you can't do that, because you recently reset your privacy settings. And I was like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. So I went for a... Um, like an outside run workout in the Apple Fitness um, sort of thing. And the satellite GPS afterwards was all over the shop, didn't work. But interestingly, the thing that also sort of caught me off guard was that I think in the burpees, I went down and on my wrists, my wrist bent back and pushed the button and it paused the workout. And 
pausing the workout, I was then on on a run a little bit later, and I was like, wow, I'm on a good time. What's going on here? And I was like, oh, shit. Um, uh... So so then it got into the game of actually looking at the clock and being like, okay, my start time was 1.10. So now I'm doing mental arithmetic, and I'm actually focusing on like, okay, am I going to do it? Am I going to let myself down? I'm going to do all these things. Um, and mm. trying to, to process that was interesting i i kind of think that i want to see my live times i'm doing on stuff but not the overall time almost so i can yeah. be like be like okay yeah that that felt like a, a good pace on that or that felt like oh yeah i'm spending too much time here because i can see the clock ticking where and i think the the thing i've learned going from birmingham to the to essen will be to actually sort of use Birmingham as that mental fuel for Essen. Actually, mm-hmm. not lament and sort of be upset with how Birmingham went, but using it as like, okay, I'm going to fucking beat that. That's a good thing Like that that happened because now I know what it feels like when I was beating myself up a little bit and I went, ah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it slide. I'm not going to like dwell on this. I'm going to aim for the future and forgive myself effectively because there's no point in sort of having that relationship by yourself where you feel like there's a cloud over you because you're not achieving where you want to be you need to enjoy the journey along the way so it's about taking that enjoyment in the day-to-day of the training and taking that enjoyment in the sport in racing and actually using anything that goes wrong as fuel to not prove yourself wrong but prove to yourself that you still love it i love that (laughs) yeah i mean life's not linear it's yeah. full of ups and downs, and um, I feel as though this is just one of those. It's one of those bumps in the road that's going to lead you to onto bigger and better things in the Hyrox timing <laughs> world. Um, I had a quick observation, or a couple of observations that I wanted to share with you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Please. Firstly, Essen, the next Essen race, like I, I'm kind of repeating mo- most of the things that you said already, but like the fir- my observation being at a Hyrox with you is first of all you're the kind of person that absorbs loads and gives loads so when you're there when we were there on race day for the whole morning you were giving so much and you were taking in so much energy from other people but you were giving so much as well like whether it's in the interviews or in 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 the filming that we were doing and just like having that energy and I think that must have zapped you. That must have drained you massively because you've just given so much. And that in the in four, yeah, we were there on our feet for four hours before you started racing. Yeah. Like that's a full day, um, essentially. And and on, on, on an empty stomach, on a poor night's sleep, just a recipe for disaster. So you can't blame yourself at the same time as well for, for being slower than, the, than you thought. Because I think it's just those circumstances were just kind of just the situation that you found yourself in and you did well you obviously dealt well with it i don't think i would have been in any fit state to be able to run a high rocks having been up all morning like we were doing and also been engaging my brain so much with all all of the interviews that we were doing and also not eating so that's my first thing is you my friend need to take your (laughs) some new time before uh, at essen don't over index just just get there get charged up like have your focus mm. see if we can get high rocks to give you an early morning ticket so you can <laughs> race then and just get it out of the way um you know use us if you think mm. that it's useful 
if you think it's going to be helpful like we can like because i'll be there max will be there like we can help out with some stuff if you want us to shout like what you're going mm. into next i think that's just like such a good idea so you mm. don't need to worry about, about it too much so we're there we're there we're there for you bro thank you bro i appreciate that bro yeah i think it, it's it's getting back to what it what it was before uh that when we when we weren't doing a podcast when we weren't trying to cover it and give to the community in any way we could like we were there like shouting on the sidelines all right you've got to do this you've got to do this and sort of prioritizing the race i think um it, it's a it's a delicate balance and i take the i take the points i was literally i think i went and sat down 15 minutes before the race and was like yeah. oh shit this is gonna happen <laughs> you were midway through getting your getting your um bmi done and then it was like, oh shit, I've got my race in 20 minutes. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> and oh. we were like, Ben, you got to go. Like, go go get ready. Go get prepared. Yeah. I, you give too, gave too much. You give us too much. Just a giving guy. Not like <laughs> Just that. Just a giver. <laughs> well, you know, who knows? Um, so yeah, I think it's... Um, I'm kind of... I felt, I felt humbled by Birmingham. Uh, I feel like I, my head's in the right place for Essen and for learning from it and also learning to enjoy it i think i enjoyed the social bit a little bit too much but hey ho i mean what what was it like um supporting someone tom when you could see someone go off track that's a good question i would say that but it's concerning because we saw you i think at one point or another go into and same way i saw max do the marathon at the end of the marathon like he was walking at the end we were there Mm. Yeah, you know, and I think we both were like, "Oh crap," and it kind of makes you think, "Okay, what can I do? Can I? Is there? Do I let it just let it let ride it out and just let them do their thing and kind of not 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 like overly engage them, or do I try and like give them a kick up the ass and try and get mm. yeah, come on, come on, come on?" And I and I, I think to be honest, because we were also so distracted by kind of everything that was going around us and getting content i think that we we, we maybe didn't didn't get on your back enough mm. until it came to the warbles at the end and i think we could have got on your back more because i know that you as an individual benefit from that like that energy yeah. that people give give you and i do, and i think we could have given more mm. um in hindsight I think the warbles were an interesting station for me as well. Like usually, I can munch through warbles. I really enjoy them. Um, eat them for breakfast. Eat them for breakfast. And the I think the like where I've been training at the moment, I've been having to do effectively air balls because the gym was like, please stop hitting the wall with the ball. And I was like, okay. And so what okay. caught me out was not hitting the target. I was actually just missing it, like half an inch, same height, going past it, and I was getting no reps. And I was like, okay, one, this is great that they're cracking down on the no rep stuff, but two, what the fuck is my strategy here? Like, I feel <laughs> like I'm doing like way too much um, on the warbles right now, and it kind of threw me out a bit. I didn't really know how to recover from that mentally in, okay, that's like... I feel like I've done an extra rep, but that's not 10. Okay, that's that's not 20. But I, And usually I'd like to break them down into like 30s. And at the moment, well, in that case, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to go. And then I actually had to ask the person, like, what am I on? Or what am I doing? Because I wasn't sure if, I, if my count would be right as yeah. such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is something that I think I'd like to get on top of or try practice is distractions like what what distractions are going to throw me off and how am i going to adjust or dig deep to recover from that 
Mm. And it's not a distraction from someone's... Well, it could be a distraction from a supporting. Like, if, if if I misinterpret my friends helping me into doing something else, okay, I need to mentally recover from that. That's a lesson I've learned earlier in the race. And if it's a judge saying, no rep, it's like, okay... Well, when I train, I don't have someone say no rep, and I let I let it slide if it doesn't touch a target. Um, so, uh, what am I going to do? And I think it it's that um, ability to bounce back and form a plan on the spot and be like, okay, I said I was going to do blocks of this. Okay, that's not what happened. That didn't count, but that yeah. does that means I still have to dig deep and I have to hit that number. And totally. I think that's something else. That's something I'm going to be taking into S and it's like, right, this may not go to plan, but what is your, what's your escape route? What's your actual thing that you're going to aim for? Okay. These are the targets. This is what you're doing. You're not going to feel like you did after the, after the last one, because you're going to stick with your plan and coming mm. in. Um, and, and yeah, who knows? They could be well strict in Germany, the home of high rocks. Yeah. There could be some, yeah. You I mean you can't no rep your wall balls, Ben? Yeah, can't I mean no the, rep those it's, a, balls. it's a rookie mistake, but uh, yeah, we live and we learn, and we enjoy it. Right, I think we've chatted more than enough time for yeah. people to listen to us. I think we need to start wrapping this up. Yeah. yeah. Um, any thank- closing closing statements, Ben? Uh, apart from a big thanks from me, obviously. Oh yeah, massive thank you for you, uh, Lauren, <laughs> uh, Max. Uh, also, Blake and Dom, they were down yeah. there, our two buddies. They were supporting uh, some lovely photos of them looking like Jedi warriors behind me with arms crossed, thinking... I looked back at the photos and I was like, oh, they're moving the sled for me. I was. That's why I felt so good. Yeah, thanks to everyone. Thank you for everyone that shouted out uh, on the day that came up and said hi. That That wasn't a distraction. That was motivation. That was fuel, surrounding yourself with people that do want the best for you and thank you for listening to me ramble and actually be quite cathartic about it by talking about this one to you tom thank you for asking me these questions and two if you are listening to this podcast i hope that some of these things may have resonated uh, and some of the things you may have learned from it but the one thing i would encourage is talk about things and don't let your mind run away with them because that's the only way that i've actually managed to get my head back in the game with this it's a case of talking about it with my friends with my loved ones with people that are experienced about it and actually unpicking things instead of just micro over analyzing stuff so um yeah take that with you whoever you are but love you and all that's left to say is your favorite word favorite phrase my favorite phrase motherfucker let's go oh we almost got away with no swear words oh well um yeah awesome Once again, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Rock Zone out. Rock Zone out.